When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Visit us soon at our new State College location. Dustin Hawkins with here with your Penn State talking points for Thursday, October 13th. It's Michigan week, and we've got our, our Penn Live staff and a special guest prediction. Uh, we also have seen some plenty of picks from across the web, and it really looks like Penn State is a deserving underdog as they hit the road. You can find that point spread anywhere between 6.5 and, and probably 7.5, so somewhere in, in that range, depending on where you look and when you look. Penn State has a big task ahead of itself to uh, try to hang with this Michigan team at the big house. Noon kickoff, they're they're doing so many things, celebrations and the maze out. Uh, they're, they're really putting a lot into this game to try to win it. Huge game for both programs. And for uh, the Penn Live side of things, we had six different picks. Uh, those can be found on PennLive.com slash Penn State football. Johnny McGonigal, Penn State's newest beat reporter, sees a Penn State win. So does columnist David Jones. Uh, the other four picks that came in all were in favor of Michigan, and that includes uh, longtime beat writer Bob Flounders. Michigan has been impressive thus far. They're 6-0. They've mostly done their damage against bad or mediocre teams. Most recently, they were tied 10-10 at the half with Indiana before they played very well in the second half and won that one 31-10. The combination is there to run the ball, and they emphasize power intensity in both in the trenches on both sides of the ball. So obviously the challenge for Penn State is to match that intensity on both sides of the ball, really get ready for a physical game. I think without question this will be Penn State's most physical game of the year. James Franklin addressed that this week. You also have J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback, who's a former five-star talent, who is coming along as a passer and a quarterback. He's also a run threat. So I think he he's a guy that Penn State, if the, the first five games are any indication, they're going to try to do what they can to make it enticing for J.J. McCarthy to pass the ball. And if they do that, it kind of plays into Penn State's strengths on the back end of the defense. Obviously, slowing down Blake Corum is, is imperative. You're not going to stop him, but I think if you can make him need 25 carries to get his 100 yards, you're probably doing your job and you're probably limiting big plays. Flustering J.J. McCarthy on those situations where where they can tee off on him, you know, staying, helping to get Michigan off schedule to create situations that are unfavorable for McCarthy, probably another big point of emphasis here. Penn State can do it. I think they've shown a, a championship-level defense. At times, they've shown an offense that can score points, but they have to do it against a talented team, a physical team, with a known game script to try to break out of that, um, establish their own run game, and, and try to take this thing on the road. Huge game for both James Franklin and Jim Harbaugh for both programs. I've got it Michigan 20, Penn State 17. I think Penn State covers that spread. I don't think there's going to be a lot of scoring in this one. I could be wrong. 
Uh, the over-under is set at 51 points. I happen to love the under in this case, predicting 37 total points between these teams. I think defense kind of wins the day in this one. As Penn State does hit the road for Michigan, there is hope that Keandre Lambert-Smith, the junior wide receiver, is available uh, for that trip. James Franklin was asked about uh, Lambert-Smith and said he was hopeful that he could play this weekend. Uh, he answered that question on Tuesday but said it's tricky that it was early in the week to try and forecast that. Everybody knows that James Franklin doesn't have a lot to say about injuries. It's a policy of his. Uh, but he did say, use the word hopeful, that Keandre Lambert-Smith could return. He only played a couple snaps two weeks ago against Northwestern in a game that Penn State won 17-7. Suffered an apparent foot injury in that game. Uh, in that respect, the bye week came at a good time for him to get a little extra time to, to recover and get healthy for this weekend. And I think with him, a third option can only help in the passing game. It hasn't really been a strength thus far for Penn State, which is a little bit surprising. Keandre Lambert-Smith is in his third year as Penn State's number three wide receiver. He's only got nine catches for 104 yards and a touchdown through five games, but he has shown at different times, including on that lone touchdown that he scored, that he can be a big play threat, especially when it comes to making plays after the catch. Penn State could use as many playmakers as they can get against these guys. Could also be a Trey Wallace kind of breakout game. Um, somebody has to emerge to complement what Parker Washington and Mitchell Tinsley bring to the table. DeAndre Lambert-Smith is obviously the, the top candidate for that. Kind of depends on his health for this weekend. Um, Penn State, you know, with Brenton Strange emerging as a big play threat in his own right, they've been able to manage, and obviously the balance with the run game helps. But I think the depth at wide receiver hasn't been the kind of strong suit that a lot of us thought it would be so far. Uh, but Penn State looking to get Keandre Lambert-Smith hopeful that he's available for this weekend. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Visit us at cureleaf.com or stop in to see us at any of our locations, including our new State College Dispensary located at 1248 South Atherton Street. Let's talk medical marijuana and let our confidence become yours. Penn State's freshmen are no longer freshmen, according to James Franklin. Penn State is five games into the 2022 season, six weeks in total, including the bye and he said this week that that should be more than enough time for his freshmen to no longer be considered rookies in this. And that includes uh, Katron Allen and Nick Singleton, the two freshman running backs who have really changed the face of this offense and changed the face of the, of the uh, running game in particular. He said they know what it takes now to prepare themselves to, uh, and to win at this level to make sure that they're ready to play. And the question was framed around what happened two weeks ago against Northwestern when both of those guys looked good. Both got 21 carries in that game, uh, but they they combined, along with Kevon Lee, they had four fumbles that they lost, the three running backs. So they can expect Michigan, Michigan to come after the ball even harder than they would normally. That's according to James Franklin. It's there on film. It's recent. It's fresh. It played a big part in Penn State not being able to get a lopsided win over a bad Northwestern team. Obviously, there were some issues in that game that won't be present at each and every week. 
Um, and I, I also think that Nick Singleton and Katron Allen are both uncommonly poised and mature for freshmen. So I wouldn't expect that mistake to linger. You expect them to do something constructive with that and to, uh, to learn from it and move on. So now if you get a little bit more dry conditions, even next time in the rain, I think the, these guys will learn from it and how to protect the ball a little bit better. But that film is out there. These guys are experienced enough to understand uh, what's at stake here. They're experienced enough to know that Michigan has seen that game film and will likely be coming hard after the ball whenever they whenever they go to finish tackles in this game. That Penn State ground game, I do think, will be hugely important on Saturday. This was an area, obviously, 2020 and 2021, Penn State had struggled in that regard. It's going to be up to the offensive line to try to clear a little bit of space against a very good defensive front for Michigan. But I think it's also on the running backs, obviously not to turn the ball over, but to create some plays when it doesn't look like there's there's huge openings. I wouldn't expect a ton of plays where um, the Penn State backs have a wide lane to run through. It's going to be on them to try to make a guy or two miss and make some plays happen with their speed and athleticism. One final note here, Zariah Fisher back on the practice field for Penn State. He showed up at practice in the open portion of the media on Wednesday. Uh, some good news for him where he hit the next threshold in his recovery, according to James Franklin. Zariah Fisher suffered a season-ending knee injury in April, uh, was seen on the practice field working. Looked pretty good from what I had seen, too. Uh, Franklin declined to get into the ins and outs of the situation, but did say that comment about hitting the next threshold in recovery. So it would seem that as he's trying to make his way back in plenty of time for the 2023 season, it looks like all signs point to him being able to do so. This was encouraging to see him move the way he was moving. 2023 looks like a strong possibility for him. And this defensive end room, you know, I think it's worth noting as you frame Zariah Fisher's injury, they also lost Jesse Lucetta and Arnold Ebicati to the NFL draft. Smith Vilbert has not played and apparently will not play this season for reasons that James Franklin did not disclose. Uh, you throw that in with Zariah Fisher's injury. And this really, really, this rotation really thinned out, but it always helps to have Chop Robinson thrive in his first year after transferring from Maryland. Adisa Isaac thrive in his first year back after missing all of 2021 with an injury. Nick Tar Burton has been really solid on one side, and Denai Dennis Sutton, the true freshman, former five-star recruit. It looks like he's got a very promising future, and he leads the team currently in sacks with three. So Penn State has managed around it well, but two important bodies in this defensive end rotation, they're going to be without for the remainder of the season, but it does look good for Zariah Fisher to get back on track to return to the lineup in 2023. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Blue White Breakdown. As always, be sure to follow along the daily Penn State podcast from Penn Live. Those can be found anywhere podcasts are. Everything else we do is available at PennLive.com slash football, and we'll see you next time here on the Blue White Breakdown. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Visit us soon at our new State College location.